Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 275 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm here with a bonus mini episode, which goes out with a big old shout out to my patrons at the $5 level and up at that level. Uh, They get to have me as their mini coach and you get the benefit of it because they ask me questions and I answer them on this show right now. If you want to check those out, um, those levels, you can go to patreon.com slash Rachel if you would like to, but let us jump into them because I've got two of them and they're both really, really good. Uh, So this first one comes from Alan T. Hi, Alan. He says, hi again. It's been a while since I took advantage of my coaching privileges. It's actually been a while since I've done any writing too, which is what leads me to my question. I haven't had time for anything creative this year because of reasons which would just sound like excuses. Those excuses are gone now and I find myself wanting to write, but instead I've gone back to songwriting, which scratches the same itch but I find it a whole lot easier than putting words on a page. I've been a musician for over 20 years and writing for three. In a sense, it's great because I've ended up writing a handful of songs, but it leaves me with a side order of guilt about the chapters, which could be completed by now if I just sat in a different chair. Have you experienced anything similar? Prose versus poetry, perhaps? And do you have any tips for ways to motivate yourself to do the hard thing? I love this question. Ways to motivate yourself to do the hard thing. First of all, though, I really want to congratulate you on getting back to the writing, no matter what kind of writing it is. Uh, Those things that would have sounded like excuses that have been keeping you from the writing are gone. Fantastic. And you're doing some songwriting. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. And in fact, Um, Songwriting is something that I really, really want to try to do and try to learn how to do. And it is something that scares me. So a lot of times, instead of exploring that, I end up back at doing fiction or doing nonfiction, which is the thing that I'm more comfortable with. So you are just being a human being and defaulting to the easier path. What do they call it? They call it the desire path, right? Where um, no matter what, if, you know, if there's one, uh, there's a route to get from point A to point B, and there's a lawn through it, there will always be a line of footsteps across the lawn because people, human beings, typically follow the desire path, the easiest path to get to where they want. Um, for you, it's songwriting. For me, it's normally creative nonfiction is where I end up defaulting to. But I hear in your voice that you do want to do things that aren't songwriting, and you want to write those chapters, and that is important to you. So I want to encourage you, and this is um, fun to do in these last weeks of 2021 anyway, think about some goals. And I know that goal is a really, really loaded word. Um, I know that my wife, if you call it a goal, she immediately will reject any idea of doing it. Um, The word goal is offensive to her very soul. So if goal is a bad word to you or anybody listening, uh, use a different word. Use uh, the word priority or um, wish or desire. But we want to know the goal. We want to know the deeper goal, uh, the goal that holds the meaning for us, 
when we are trying to do something. So for this book, which has chapters, what is your main goal for it? What is the deeper need that you have to complete it? Uh, Deep needs could include things like, I want to make money with my writing and get out of my day job. Deep needs could include something like, I want to affect others emotionally. I want to help people heal. I want to ease someone's pain. I want to make somebody laugh really hard and forget about their troubles. Um, What is the deep goal? And it can be, it really can be anything. Um, Somebody's deepest goal and desire is going to, that will look different for all of us. Uh, But then you not only need to make the goal, but you need to make a way to attack that goal in tiny, tiny little bite-sized pieces. And more than that, you need to remember it because I, I don't know about you, but I am excellent at coming up with goals and coming up with priorities and even coming up with the tasks, the little bite-sized pieces of work that will get me close to what I want to have done. And then I just forget because out of sight is out of mind for me. Uh, So I actually need physical reminders in my space or in my digital space to remind me to do things. Um, So one of the things that I have used with great success in the past is to put a repeating calendar event. I use Google calendar, doesn't matter what you use, uh, but a repeating calendar event that will pop up on your desktop or on your phone every day at approximately the time at which you want to do some work. So maybe that's not every day, but it's maybe it's Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And you get a little repeat event that pops up and says something like, work for 20 minutes on the book that will eventually be exactly what someone needs to read to make it through a battle with grief or to make it through a battle with orcs. Whatever your deep desire for this goal is, remind yourself when you remind yourself to do a little bit of work. And if you're struggling at all to get to the page because you know that you need 75 chapters or 4 million words or whatever your particular goal is, um, of course, that's going to stop us and slow us down. So give yourself the tiniest, tiniest bit of work that you can do and still feel like you accomplished something. For me, that often looks like 15 to 20 minutes of work. You're always allowed to do more than that. But the trick is really meaning it, meaning it that if you say you're just going to work for 15 minutes and that will count as accomplishment for the day, then if you work for 15 minutes and you say, screw it, I can't do even 30 more seconds, you need to feel that accomplishment that really, truly was the only goal for this day was to get those 15 minutes in the chair doing some work, or if you want to quantify it by words, or if you want to quantify it by half of a chapter or whatever your quantities look like, make it small and attach it to the goal that has meaning for you. Um, But also pat yourself on the back for doing the songwriting. Um, Could you, this is going to sound so stupid, but uh, could you write a song that is the plot or has the contents of the chapters that you want to write? one line per chapter. That's probably impossible. And perhaps that would lead you down a procrastination K-hole. But I don't know, also might be fun. So those are, those are, that's food for thought. And also just be kind to yourself. You're in a really normal 
normal place of wanting to the, do the work and not being able to do it. Um, so again, make yourself a reminder to do a little tiny bit of work. Use an email, scheduled pop-up something, have a post-it uh, on your computer, send yourself an email daily. If you use a service like Boomerang or SaneBox, you can have emails land in your inbox telling you what to do, uh, which I use actually a lot, a lot. So there are a lot of options like that. Um, but also remember to give yourself some grace and some kindness. You're doing awesome. And thank you for asking. All right. Next question. Second and last question comes from Mariah Fay. Hello, Mariah. She says, Dear Rachel, I'm so glad I found your podcast. I was looking for good writing podcasts and stumbled upon the early years of Pedal to the Metal. The Pedal to the Metal was a podcast that I had with Jay Thorne, and then it turned into um, The Writer's Well, and we don't do it anymore, but thank you for mentioning it. Uh, okay. So that led you to How Do You Write? And have since binged listening to both. I've gained so much listening to your interviews. I also pledged to your Patreon so that I could get your essays, which I love. Thank you. And to ask this question, what do you do when you do the thing you're not supposed to do and are now suffering the consequences everyone told you about? I got very lost in my book and tried to go back and revise it to untangle myself. Obviously, that made it so much worse. I got very caught up in little details and the story has gotten so garbled. I have no idea how to finish it. And to be honest, I kind of hate the book. I've totally lost all my steam to finish, and I'm just really confused. On top of that, there is another book I'd really like to start writing, but I've totally blocked myself because I'm afraid to let go of the first one that I started and now hate. So I'm not writing, and I'm really bummed out about it. Do I let the first book go, tuck it away in a drawer, and call it a lesson learned? Do I try and push through to finish it? If so, how? Should I just table it and start the new book? Yours truly, Mariah. Oh, Mariah, you are in a sticky spot. This is not a spot I envy you being in, um, but it is a spot that so many of us get ourselves into before we learn to write the whole first scrappy draft and then go back and revise it. So you are not alone, sister. We've all been there. There are people listening who are there right now. So I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to give you some options. Um, First of all, take a moment, take this moment while my voice is in your ears to feel really freaking proud of yourself that you did this work, that you have done this work, that you have tried so hard. Um, you are a writer, you're being a writer, you're doing the work when you are struggling with this kind of thing. So that's amazing. You're amazing. Um, I do feel like you need a win at this point. You have been beating your head against this rock for a really long time. Uh, so you need some kind of win. Here are some things that you could do with book one. You could, from where you are, wherever you are in the book right now, skeleton your way to the very end. Um, and what that would look like for me would be writing a long paragraph up to 10 pages of how to get out of this book and how to end it. Ignoring the mess behind you, leaving that for your smarter self to do in a full version revision. Once you've skeletoned your way there, then what I would recommend that you do is do a sentence outline, which means just skimming through your book, writing down in bullet form, just very short bullets of what happens in each scene so that then you can skim your whole book at a glance and decide 
what parts of story structure are in there, what you're going to keep, what you're going to lose, what you need to fix. And then you can be working on revising the sentence outline, not the book. So you're actually revising the plot and what happens to the plot. And you're making sure that your characters are having a change during the book. When I say this, I know it sounds so simple. And then when you do it, it's just next to impossible. Um, but that is a way to go. And then after you get that kind of straight in your mind, then you would start another revision. That's option one. Option two is to do everything that I just said, skeleton your way to the end, do the sentence outline, figure out what you're going to fix in this book, how you're going to do things differently, um, what you want to get rid of, what you want to add. And then don't have a heart attack when I say this, um, but this works really well for a lot of people. Uh, once you have that sentence outline, and once you kind of have made a map for yourself of what you would want this book to actually do in its finest, best form, or at least a better form, it's not going to be its best form. We're still early in drafts, but in a better form, what you would want this book to do, then put your book away. Do not open that document. Use the sentence outline and rewrite the book from scratch. I know. I know. That sounds like hell. However, it works for a lot of people. It has worked for me once brilliantly when I wrote a terrible book, could not fix it at all, and took me about uh, two more books, maybe three books. Nope. I just did the math in my head. It was five books. It took me five books to, <laughs> to cleanse my palate. I went back to that book. I pulled out the bones of it, and I rewrote the entire book without ever looking at the old book. It doesn't look at all like the old book at all. Um, but it finally turned into what it wanted to be, what it needed to be. It just took a, a while for me to do that. And they needed to not look at the old stuff. I needed to basically start from scratch with new ideas uh, that would fit onto this skeleton of a story. That worked really well for me. So that is an option. Another option is, yes, to table it for now. Tell yourself that that is temporary, that you're slipping it into the drawer for now. And when you know more about what you want this book to be in the future, after another book or two, you can go back to it. Whether you will or not, is all, it's going to be up to you. Some people go back to their books and rewrite them. Some people don't, the early books. Uh, but then start writing the next book. It sounds like you have an idea that you're excited about. And now you know you're going to write from the beginning to the end. You're going to write a terrible first draft, and then you can revise it um, without getting caught in the middle with trying to revise something that isn't worthy of revision yet, that hasn't earned its place yet. I think that might be really fun for you, um, especially that you are excited about it. So here is so those are those are the options that I think are good ones. Those are those are all three good options. Um, but something to remind you of is to make a commitment, make a decision, and then make a commitment to it, and then do the work. Because deciding between those options could take another six months if you let it, or it could take another 10 minutes if you sit down with a piece of paper and say, in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to write down the pros and cons. I'm going to check in with my gut and see what it really is most excited about doing. And then I'm going to do that. Here's where I'm going to fit it into my life. Here's how, where I'm going to start doing X, Y, or Z. And my new plan starts tomorrow. Give yourself a real tight deadline 
for making that decision and then moving forward. That's how the progress is going to start being made. Um, so don't just think about the options, make a commitment to one. You can't get it wrong. That's the thing. Um, all of us worry that we're going to get something so wrong. If we choose this thing, should we have chosen the other? Are we breaking everything? That is just, that's just life. That is a part of how we live in this world. Every single thing I do, if I choose to lie on the bed and read a book for 30 minutes, I'm choosing not to do an infinite number of other things, an absolutely 100% infinite number of other things. And that is okay. We lean into that. That is how we live our lives. Uh, so thank you for asking this question. And I would also really like to hear back from you what you end up deciding to do. Um, that would be really interesting for me. And if you, um, if anybody ever you know, asks me a question and I respond, and then you have an update and you're one of my Patreon members at the $5 a month or up level, please send me that update. And I want to read it on the air. And if you want me to, and update people on how you're doing. So Mariah, please, please keep me posted. And Alan, same thing. Okay. Um, what else do I have for you? All right. So my 90 days to done and 90 day revision classes filled up as they always do. And I'm so grateful for that. And I cannot wait to start them at the beginning of the year um, with my new students. So that is awesome. But if you missed it and, or if you need um, something really, really super fun, and wonderful to do writing-wise. I want to tell you about the 15-Day Frolic. The 15-Day Frolic, I know, it's a catchy title, starts on February 10th, and it goes for, guess you guessed it, 15 days. So it goes from February 10th through February 24th. It is this awesome, juicy, delicious course that I am teaching with the remarkable Mona McDermott, Hello, fairy boat trumpeting. Sorry about that. The awesome Mona McDermott and Jason Poole, who are people who love writing and love to find the joy in writing and love to find the ease in writing. And that's what this is. This is 15 days of fun. Every day you will get an email prompt from one of us. There will be three Zoom classes taught live, but also you will get the replay if you can't be there live by me and Jason and Mona talking about bringing the ease and joy and passion back. Whether you have lost it, whether, whether you don't even know if you ever had it, um, it's going to be just play. For me, I'm still going to be doing all my work, my regular writing work. So this is going to be on top of my writing work. You can It fits in that way. Um, I'm predicting that on the days you want to do the work and the work is in quotation marks here because you cannot do this class wrong. Um, but on the days that you do the work, it'll probably take you about 15 minutes. So it won't take long to do this kind of play, or you could make it longer, but I do believe that 15 minutes and 15 days is kind of a magical number. So we are using that. Um, we will have our own dedicated Slack channel. You will be doing writing, which you can or you don't have to share with the rest of the class. Um, I want to say this very, very, very clearly, and I will keep saying it uh, for people in the class. Um, there is no critique in this class. There is only appreciation. For anyone who has ever had someone say something, something to them that made them feel, that made you feel like you weren't as good a writer as you thought you were or wanted to 
be, that will not happen in this class. We are locking those bullies out. This is a place to play and experiment and have fun. And it's going to be so awesome. So you can go to rachelhair.com slash frolic for all of the details on that. And I really would love it if you joined us. Um, it is about the cost of half an hour of my time as a coach, if I read your work. So if you go to rachelherron.com slash coach, you can see my prices there. This is only a few dollars more than half an hour of my time, um, but you get the full 15 days plus the three classes, plus the Slack, plus all your questions answered, plus community and support and engagement. And I am just giddy that I get to teach with these two people. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. And it would be awesome to have you. So go to rachelherron.com slash frolic, rachelherron.com slash frolic to join. Also, uh, we do have a few scholarships available for those writers who identify as BIPOC or queer of any flavor, any LGBTQIA. Um, There is a form at the bottom of the page there at rachelherron.com slash frolic. And if you are a member of the LGBTQIA plus or BIPOC writing community, please um, feel free to apply for that. So that is all uh, the news I have for you. Thank you. Thank you so much to patrons and all of you who listen and show up. And um, I'm just very, very grateful for you. We have one episode going out later this week, and then I am going on a holiday, a little vacation down to the South Island, and I can't wait for that. But before then, I have a lot of things to do, like completely open the classes that start on January 1st, because I will be traveling on January 1st, so I'm doing things like that. Um, But boy, I'm pretty happy about it, and I'm having a really great time. So thank you, Alan and Mariah, for the wonderful questions. Uh, Go to rachelherron.com slash frolic to come frolic with us. It's going to be a joy. And in the meantime, please go get a little bit or a lot of bit of your own writing done because it deserves to be out there in the world. If you don't say what you're going to say, no one will ever say it and the world will not have it. So please do write it down and we'll talk soon, my friends. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelherron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelherron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.